Welcome, Pewter Report readers, viewers, and listeners to a brand new edition of the Pewter Report podcast, Energized by Celsius. It is a Monday edition of the show. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We have a very exciting week in store for us today. Our show today on Monday is from our home studios, as we like to say, but the rest of the week, we will be live from Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. So a lot of exciting things to come up there with the Bucks and their draft and their free agency needs. So uh, we'll get into more of that later. Um, today's topic is about if Kyle Trask is truly poised to be the next starting QB for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm your host, Matt Matera. Joined with me is the face that runs the place at PewterReport.com. It's SR Scott Reynolds. Scott, how are you? Doing good, Monday? man. How are you, Matt? We're I am looking forward to going to Indy tomorrow. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, this is my second year going to the Combine. Yeah. Um, and I think because there are so many different options for the Bucks, whether it's at quarterback, cornerback, <laughs> yeah. defensive line, edge rusher, and so on, there are so many different ways that the Bucks could address this year's free agency and the NFL draft. And it'll be great to hear straight from the horse's mouth. We'll hear from Jason Light and Todd Bowles. The That's GM right. And head coach of the team. And um, we'll see what they have to say. Yeah, that's going to be uh, tomorrow's show. So don't miss it. It's the same bat time, same bat channel. It's going to be four o'clock Eastern time. It'll be three o'clock Central time out there in Indianapolis. And so we're going to have uh, the reaction to the Bulls and light press conferences, and those will take place uh, around noon central time. And I think Jason light is going to talk to the media at 1155. That's, that's, um, uh, that's central time. Yeah. And that's going to be kind of uh, just for the Tampa media, not in front of cameras per se. And then he's going to talk to the entire media that is there at the NFL scouting combine. Todd Bowles will be shortly thereafter. So both Todd Bowles and Jason Light will be addressing the media for the first time since the firing of Byron Lefwich, since the the departure of Tom Brady, the retirement, yeah, and hiring of David Canales. So this will be our first time to talk to these gentlemen about their plans for the 2023 season and all the holes they got to fill. And that'll be a big focus of ours, Matt, in Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine, looking at these draft prospects because Tampa Bay is probably going to have to find Matt I would say five starters from this draft and a couple of impact players. They will have to hit a lot of home runs, as you've said before, about yeah. how the Bucs are going to have to um, address this year's draft. They're really going to have to rely on their youth, whether it's yeah. Rashad White and Kate Otten going into their second year, Luke Edeke as well, and Logan Hall, of course, and finding instant starters. You know, yeah. obviously with the first two picks, maybe they find another diamond in the rough in, right. in a fourth or fifth rounder. Let's remember, guys like Jordan Whitehead, Mike Edwards, uh, players along those lines, they came in, in later That's rounds right. and had an impact for the Bucs, um, some more than other. Obviously, Jordan Whitehead with the Jets now. But, yeah. you know, you can find starters late in rounds. It's just about yeah. Picking the right one, and, and you know uh, what, Matt? That, that's it properly. You hit on Jordan Whitehead, and I know Jason Light gets a lot of props, for, especially for that 2020 draft. I mean, he's he's had some really good draft picks, right? He's yeah. You, you go to 2014, his first pick as general manager, Mike Evans, the best offensive player in Bucks in history. history. Yeah. That, that's your first at bat, knocking one out of the park, right? That that's that's a sensational pick. Then you look at 2015, Jameis Winston obviously didn't work out, but. You've got Donovan Smith and Ali Marpet, who have been fixtures on your offensive line yeah. for several years, helped you win a Super Bowl. 
Then you fast forward to, say, 2017, the 2016 draft was awful, right? That was Roberto Aguayo, uh, Vernon Hargraves, Noah Spence. It was it was a, a, a draft to forget. But 2017, you had Chris Godwin, really one of Jason Light's mid-round gems. And, uh, you know, and, and that, that turned out to be a hell of a good uh, pick. Then 2018 is kind of a – it's kind of a, an underrated draft, right, because you look at that. And and obviously the first pick, Vita Vea, is a cornerstone of this defensive line now. Pro Bowl caliber player, had six and a half sacks last year, which is a career high. Mm-hmm. And and then after that, traded down uh, to get Vita Vea, but, but then more importantly, picked up a couple second-round picks. The first two, Matt, were actually not good. MJ Stewart, the, the cornerback. And then Ronald Jones in the second round was okay for like a year, right? In in that uh, that 2018 draft class, uh, produced really more in 2020. Helped the Bucks win a Super Bowl that season, but you know he's probably a year away from being out of the league. But then, by trading down, Jason Light gave himself more opportunities to miss, and he got a hit in the in the the last pick in the second round with Carlton Davis. Then Alex Kappa in the third round, who ended up being a really quality starter, cashed in on a big deal with uh, the Bengals and free agency. Then Jordan Whitehead, as you mentioned. So, I mean, that's that's four quality starters that you got out of that draft class, including two guys that you've already re-upped to big extensions in Carlton Davis and Vita Vea. And, Matt, I think that's the kind of draft class that you're talking about, right? Getting yeah. four or five starters, and a couple of those guys have got to be impact players. You'd love them to be of the caliber of Wirfs and Winfield from 2020. but you're right. Jason Light's got to hit a lot of these draft picks, and it starts really – well, started in Mobile at the Senior Bowl, but yes. it continues now in Indy. The draft starts in Mobile, as That's they right. say. And yeah, a lot of great stuff that goes on in the Combine. Obviously, very different from the Senior Bowl for those that aren't too familiar with it. Uh, you know, the Senior Bowl, the players, while we do get to talk to them, they are also performing on the field. Like, they practice all week, and they, uh, they play in a game on that Saturday. The Combine right. – it's a lot more individual events. There's the 40-yard dash, the bench press, cone drills, a lot of different stuff, and right. a lot more in-depth interviews with uh, the front office. They like to call it the underwear Olympics yeah, because right. uh, it's you know it's all um, individual things. And the Bucks are going to have to go about this the right way. You know, you mentioned Tristan Wirfs and, and Anton Winfield Jr. and those were like extreme examples of instant starters instant like some of the best at their position obviously right. with Tristan Wirfs right now but that draft kind of tapered off after the first two picks with Tristan yeah. Wirfs and, and Antoine Winfield Jr. and the jury's still out for 2021 um and and last year's draft class as well yeah. it's a little too early to decide oh this guy's a bust this guy's not this or that but right. I, I mean it's very clear the Bucs did not find that instant immediate starter or that impact guy. Right. JTS maybe is, is getting on his way, but nothing pales in comparison yeah. to Tristan Wirfs and Antoine Winfield Jr. So the Bucs obviously will be on the lookout uh, for that. Another thing you should be always on the lookout for is the latest flavors of Celsius energy drinks. Of course, Celsius is the presenting sponsor of the Pewter Report podcast. Check out their new flavors, the Fantasy Vibe, which tastes just like your drinking a creamsicle we know bucks fans love creamsicle and the sparkling lemon lime has been in my repertoire a lot lately it's a go-to in the afternoon man great so good seven essential vitamins uh gets you through your day none of those post-energy drink crash or jitters that you might get with some other products um if you want to find out where to go get one go to the store locator on celsius.com their website punch in your address 
and find out where to get one near you at your local Walmart, Target, 7-Eleven, Convenience Say store, it, Matt. Say it. Or your bodega. Bodega. So check out all the latest new flavors of Celsius Energy drinks. Hashtag Celsius Live Fit. Hashtag Celsius Energy. Yeah, Matt, you know, listen, you and I, I think we're both in agreement here. This is, we're off to a good start. We're about nine minutes in. This very well could be the best Peter Report podcast that we've ever had. And I'm pretty excited about that. Now, the good thing too is, is, is tomorrow is, boy, that should be a humdinger because we're going to have our expert opinion and our reaction. We're going to be there in Indy, myself, it's a road yourself. Game. It's a road game. And we're also taking Bailey Adams with us too. So you will be getting from Indianapolis, uh, the rest of the Peter Report podcast this week. Uh, we're going to see what times we're going to do the podcast on Wednesday and Thursday. They might go back to afternoon podcasts because the Underwear Olympics will be taking place at night. So we might be doing four o'clock podcasts. I know tomorrow's will be. That's Jason Light and Todd Bowles' reaction uh, press conference uh, podcast. We'll have that tomorrow at four, probably depending on the schedule. We'll talk about it, but stay tuned. We might have some more podcasts on uh, our regular time at 4 o'clock on Wednesday and Thursday, live from Indy. So we'll have a lot of reaction. Plus, too, we're going to be finding out which players the Buccaneers are talking to, right? And yeah. and uh, they, they talk to a lot of uh, players, some more than others. And it's always important to know when we ask these prospects, did you meet with an area scout? Which means, you know, somebody just kind of filling out the sheet and and doing the report. Or did you meet with Todd Bowles, Johns, Spytek, and Jason Light, right? The Bucks brass, Mike Beal as well. Uh, if they meet with the position coaches, uh, that tells you something. If they meet with the Bucks brass, that's something else. That's usually a guy that they're zeroed in on. He's on the hot list target for probably that 19th pick. And that's what we're going to be talking about today is, is Kyle Trask. Is is uh, is he going to be the quarterback, uh, the starting quarterback this year? Or will the Buccaneers, uh, will they possibly entertain drafting another Gators quarterback, Anthony Richardson, or maybe someone like, like Will Levis from Kentucky, right? So we'll talk about that uh, in just a bit. Uh, Matt, one of the things that you and I both love about Mondays is not just the fact that we're doing a Peter Report podcast. Uh, after taking a couple of days off, you know, it's the weekend. We get weekends off now, kind of, yeah. in the offseason, yeah, sort of. right? <laughs> yeah, we're not – the good news is the Buccaneers didn't lose on Sunday. I think we can agree with that. Uh, but yes, one of the best things about uh, coming back on Mondays is, of course, doing – Roll call. Uh, struggled there at the end a little bit. But where are you at, Pewter people? Yeah. We have so many awesome fans from around the globe, not just the U.S., but internationally yeah. as well. So this is a fun way. We just like to interact with our fans because we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So at 420, one of us will start talking about a topic that we want to get into, while the other, uh, we will put your comments up on the screen. Yeah, uh, where you are watching from? Uh, I know last week we had a couple, couple international for sure. For sure, saw Australia yeah. in there. Saw I remember writing it down. Um, either Iceland or uh, one of the places over there. And then of course a lot of fans in in, in Florida. Saw some fans in in, in Kansas as well. Um, yeah, so we got fans all over the all over the place. So that'll yep. be going on in eight minutes at four twenty. Would love if you guys participate. Um, you guys. I get a lot of chuckles as well. Uh, you guys come up with uh, funny little clues yeah. sometimes here and there, and it just makes it that much more fun. Even right away, David saying Martinsville, Virginia. Yep. Appreciate it, David. 
just wait eight minutes. You can do it again. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah and, then, and then we'll get the ball rolling. But Early always gets the roll ball, especially yeah. on a Monday. Go bolts too. That's that's always good. So uh, let's dive into a little bit of, of Kyle Trask here to start yeah. things off, right? Because right now he's the only quarterback under contract. Uh, that's it's kind of a given. So right now he's the de facto leader in the clubhouse. All right. Yes, now that is. doesn't mean that that that's going to be the case come September. He'll have to earn that job. And uh, the the thing with with Trask is this team will sign a veteran quarterback. It's probably going to be somebody in the cheaper realm. We've kind of been hinting, hinting and winking and nodding, uh, throwing out some names. It may or may not be Baker Mayfield or Jacoby Brissett. It might be somebody else too. We'll see. Uh, Drew Locke, did David Canales like him enough in that one year that he had with him up in Seattle to bring Drew Locke down here to Tampa? And is that enough of competition for Kyle Trask to – to get the starting job or, or is there going to be a more seasoned veteran coming out there? I got to think Matt with Todd Bowles, I'm not saying his job's on the line, but the thing is when you look at, at this, I think Jason lights probably better positioned to maybe survive a really, really bad year. If it ends up going South than Todd Bowles, considering the Glaciers have given two years to every coach they've hired. Some of them have made it longer, such as Raheem Morris with three years and also the likes of Dirk Cutter, who was promoted as Lovey Smith's offensive coordinator to the role of head coach replacing Smith. Smith got two years and was fired. Greg Schiano, before Smith, got two years and was fired. So uh, Todd Bowles is going to want, I think, a more experienced quarterback than just the, the, the derby race between Drew Locke and, and Kyle Trask. We'll talk about the rookies on the other side, the potential draft picks on the other side of roll call. But here's the thing to, to keep in mind with Trask. They don't know what they have in this guy yet, right? Exactly. He's, he has been the, the number three quarterback, really the number four quarterback as a rookie, but the number three quarterback last year to Tom Brady and Blaine Gabbert. Uh, we're hearing that Blaine Gabbert is, is not going to return. So I don't think that Gabbert is going to be the guy that, that ends up being there. Uh, that's that's a, a shame because – uh, not only is he the best-looking quarterback in Tampa Bay, I mean, he's a handsome man. I mean, there's yes, no he doubt. Is. Right? He's also a beloved hero, right? Even yes. a high five. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. He's a, from he's Tom Brady, there, hero. right, Matt? Oh, I mean, he's a hero. He saves lives. One, yeah. he pre- well, one, he saved lives. That's most important. Yeah. Two, he prepared Tom Brady, helped him. Good friend of Tom Brady, obviously. Maybe yeah. not the Ryan Griffin role of propping him up at the Super Bowl parade, but still, right. you know, in Tom's ear, helped him get prepared and. Overall, again, a good team guy, a yeah. maybe not a glue guy, but someone that gets along with everybody in the locker room. That kind of has to be your role yeah. when you're the, the backup quarterback. And I think Blaine, when he's been here, when he's been asked to play and he hasn't had to play too much because you have the TV 12 method and everything that comes with Tom right. Brady. But he was a very serviceable backup for Tampa Bay. So first, I just want to say good night, sweet Prince. It's uh, sad, sad to see Blaine Gabbert go. Yeah. But I kind of do see this a little bit similarly to um, the last year that Jameis was with the Bucks, And Ryan Fitzpatrick was still available after he was with the team. And Bruce Arians kind of put the kibosh on it right away, being like, mm-hmm. we need to see what we have with Jameis. Like, there's yeah. not going to be a distraction or a quarterback competition. Well said, uh, man. Like, bringing Ryan Fitzpatrick back in and Brady has to look over his shoulder. It's a little bit different with this situation because, again, 
Bruce had just gotten there. You knew he's right. going to be there for a couple seasons, regardless of what happened yeah. that year. Yeah, and well, Jameis had already been there. He'd already been the starter for a couple yes. of years, right? Yeah, so exactly. It's different with Trask, though, because right. with Trask, we haven't seen this guy outside of two preseasons that were kind of like, eh, okay, you know. And 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 then what the eight minutes he played against the Falcons, yeah. the three of nine for twenty three like yards, ha- halfway through halfway through the fourth quarter. Yeah. In a meaningless game for the Bucs. And Kyle Trask couldn't get in yeah. until the, the final quarter. But I think that's why if you if you remove Gabbert from the equation, yes, it doesn't mean that Kyle Trask is going to be the starter. Right. But you put Trask on equal footing with whoever else you are going to bring in. Because there's no preconceived notions. Yeah. I understand it's a new offense. And yes, Blaine Gabbert would be learning that new offense as well. But if Trask didn't take over for him last year... Why not just eliminate that distraction? Trask can focus on himself and whatever new quarterbacks yeah. come in, they're all learning it together. So if right. I had it my way, I'd probably bring back Blink Abbott. And, I would and too. See yeah. if he would be the starter, but that's not the direction that the Bucks are going with. So yeah. there's really no point right now in slamming our fists on the table and saying, bring back Blaine Gabbert. We right. love Blaine Gabbert. We'll miss him dearly. Yeah. Um, but this is the direction that the Bucks are going to be going in. So we have to look at it that way. Yeah. And we have to analyze it that way as well. I, I think the advantage you had with Blaine over the last couple of years is he knew the Arians offense inside and out. He'd been yes. in that system the longest. And so now that advantage, because it's a completely new, different uh, offense is, is gone. Right. So he doesn't have that, that card to play. He does have some experience. It always hasn't been pretty when he's been the starter at the different stops he's been in, whether it's Tennessee, San Francisco, Jacksonville, et cetera. But the times that we saw him right now, he was playing with a very good supporting cast, right? He threw a touchdown in the the Falcons game this year. And then we had the really good half back in 2020 against the Lions. He threw for a pair of touchdowns and finished out the game once it had gotten out of hand at halftime and Tom Brady had, had done enough. But, um, the thing with Gabbard is, is he's a bit of a maverick. Uh, he will throw some interceptions. He will force the ball in there. And I think you've heard from, from Dave Canales, Matt, and that seems to jive exactly with what uh, Todd Bowles wants in a quarterback is don't turn the ball over, right? Mm-hmm. Ball security, rule number one in football, don't beat yourself, right? We, we taught that at the Pop Warner level. You will hear that all the way from Pop Warner to high school to college, to the NFL games are hard enough, right? Sometimes you got to fight the officials and the, the opponent when the calls aren't going your way, but by God, don't beat yourself. Don't make things harder than yourself by, by turning the ball over and getting penalized. So I think that's kind of the biggest thing. They've seen Blaine Gabbard enough. Todd Bowles and his defense have faced Blaine Gabbard enough in practice. Mm -hmm. It's not always clean with Blaine. He'll try to force the issue, show off that arm and he'll throw some interceptions. And I think the Buccaneers want to go to a safer option and that's why it's not the sexy choice. It's not the 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 you know the 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 pick that excites everybody. But you know, Jacoby Brissett, yeah. he just doesn't turn the ball over, right? Baker Mayfield does. Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't really turn the ball over a whole bunch. How much is he going to cost? Is he fragile? You know, we'll see. There will be another veteran, but I think Matt, you and I both believe that that they're not going to just turn the starting job over to Kyle Trask, Matt. But I think what they're going to do is they're, they're going to put him in position where he can win the starting job if he if he shows out, right? If he takes the steps necessary to learn this offense and perform well in it, then then I think that, that they're going to give him a shot because this is the year, Matt. Next year is his contract yeah. year. 
This is the year, Matt, where you've got to find out about Kyle Trask. Uh, 100%. And, and to your point, that does not mean that they are just going to straight up hand him the keys and say, all right, the car is yours now. You're yeah. you're the starting quarterback. With that said, and it is 420, so we it can get into roll call. Matt, and- I, I, f- I feel like you're about ready to roll on a rant. I feel I like, am. You, I feel I, like you, I feel I feel something's some coming. Away about some of the other you're options. percolating, Matt. I like it. Yeah, I, I am going to percolate. So it is 420, and it is roll call, baby. Where are you at, Peter People? We talked about this before, but I'll briefly explain it again. We love our fans so much. We want to interact with you guys as much as we possibly can. So I'm going to start talking about the Bucks QB situation, particularly a couple of free agent quarterbacks that uh, are on the market that the Bucks may go after. And uh, in the meantime, Scott is going to put up the comments uh, up on the screen where everybody is watching from. I already see Gulf Breeze. I see the, uh, the UK and Gainesville. So I will keep it moving. So as Scott was just talking about, Kyle Trask is the only quarterback under center at the moment and on the roster. Um, they are going to go the, the veteran route, whether that's Drew Locke, whether that's Jacoby Brissett, Teddy Bridgewater, Baker Mayfield, uh, Jimmy G, some of the guys that we already talked about. Here's what I'm looking for in the veteran quarterback that's coming in. And because what concerns me, I, I understand you got to hold on to the football. Ball security is job security. I am 1 million percent down with that. I just don't want the Bucks to go after or start a quarterback that is essentially a game manager that you just put bubble wrap around him the the whole time. And that's what scares me about a quarterback such as like Teddy Bridgewater. And Teddy had a pretty good record with the saints when Drew Brees got hurt a couple years ago and, and Teddy took over. It's threading the needle for sure. And we've talked about that with getting the right coordinator to convince a quarterback to come in. And maybe you got that with Dave Canales, but you got to find the quarterback that isn't no risk it, no biscuit, but is at least going to push the ball down the field right. a little bit versus a quarterback that's going to take no shots at all. And you might not turn the ball over, and that's fine, but you're not going to get the explosive plays. Let's be real. The Bucks, for all the issues they had on offense last year, for a majority of it, if you throw out the Bengals game, mm-hmm. turnovers wasn't the issue for the Bucks on offense. Right. They just stunk. Yeah. on offense and a lot of that was the it was about efficiency right they were not efficient in the red zone not no. efficient on third down exactly. etc they were okay between the 20s but everything else they struggled with a lot yeah and hopefully dave canales has fixed that but i just feel with someone like teddy bridgewater and jacoby Brissett, yeah baker there's the risk he's going to turn it over but at least he'll sling it down the field yeah. i just don't want the bucks to be bubble wrap you know boring mundane football right. where you're holding on to it but you're still only scoring 18 points a game because yeah. oh we we can't turn it over and we're not going to take the splash plays you go down 14 nothing you're not going to come back because you're not moving the ball down the field now maybe if you have an improved run game that can right. change a lot of stuff but i want someone that's a little bit of a risk taker and if there's a couple interceptions here and there yeah i can live with that personally but you got to be able to push the ball down the field a little bit and some of these available quarterbacks I, I just I just feel like if we're bringing in a game or not we but if the Buccaneers are bringing in a game manager, that kind of goes away from everything Dave Canales is talking about in his original uh, press yeah. conference. Well, you know, speaking of available quarterbacks, there there's one that just got on the market. No surprise, the Commanders just released Carson Wentz. 
you know, he he's bounced around, right? He's he's yeah. um he's now going to be looking for what is his uh fourth team, fourth right? Team. Yeah, Eagles, Eagles, Indy, and then Washington. Colts, Commodes, and then yes. and then now his fourth team. So the the problem there has has really been the the injuries, right? He's he's yeah. n- not stayed healthy. And you know, say what you want about Tom Brady, right? I mean, Tom Tom Brady started every single game, Matt, at age <laughs> 43, 44, and 45, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane, right? Three Wild. years did not miss a game. Didn't even have to come out of a game due to injury, right? He didn't even get hurt in a game, Matt. That's that's insane. You yeah. look at, at Jimmy Garoppolo, um, that, that's the biggest issue there. The guy is like made every of glass. Yeah, every year. Right. So, you know, as Dirk Cutter aptly said, uh, the greatest uh, ability in football is availability, right? You can't help the club in the tub. Uh, you're not, you can't be active if you're on IR. That's the NFL rules. We don't make the rules. We just enforce them, right? And if mm-hmm. you're on injured reserve, you can't play. So that to me is is a question mark when it comes to a guy like Carson Wentz. And then what Carson Wentz are you getting? When Carson Wentz is good, he's really good. And when he's bad, he's awful. Wasn't there a game? And and again, I have got television on the Buccaneers and also I'm 50, um, age rejuvenation and, and Celsius. They help out a lot, but at the same time, I I am fifty. I do forget things. There was a game, and I believe Carson Wentz was was the quarterback this year. Where didn't he get sacked on like six out of his first ten pass attempts? And like, <laughs> yeah, it, I think it, it was a game where he got sacked like seven times in right. the game. Yeah, he just had no field vision whatsoever. Right? I mean, he looked like Josh Freeman. Uh, interestingly <laughs> enough, I saw Josh Freeman. Yeah, uh, on, on the on the the ride to on the plane. From Tampa to Kansas City, Josh Freeman, Kansas State alum, myself included, was actually at the the K-State Baylor game on Tuesday. So I got Josh's number. We're going to see if we can get Josh on the podcast. And uh, and uh, does he have glory days in Tampa? Does he have like, I guess the, the 2010 season was pretty good, right? They won 10 games, right? Yeah. It would be yeah, fun yeah, to bring yeah, Josh on. Can we bring Josh yeah, on? Just, what do you think? Should we bring Josh on? Yeah, let us let us know in let us know in the chat yeah. whether or not we should bring uh, Josh. Yeah, I got his number. We, you know, I mean, we're K State alums, and he's like, "Hey, Scott, how you doing?" You know, so we're good. I just want to see. Do you want Josh Freeman on the podcast? We'll we'll get Josh on. Funny enough, uh, my last flight, I was in Arizona during Super Bowl week, and on my flight there, I had two Hall of Famers on the way to Arizona: yeah. Derek Brooks, oh cool, and fan Hall of Famer. Buck Nasty was oh, cool. on my flight. And then on the flight home, Tony Dungy was on my flight. So I was surrounded by a lot of Bucks royalty. No kidding. Uh, to and from Arizona. I think Booker McFarlane was on the flight as All well. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, Josh Freeman would be would be interesting to have on the show. I'm sure Freeman a lot of people would really. Dresses like Michael Jackson. That's so funny. <laughs> Maybe we get him around like Halloween time. Yeah. You know, play a little thriller and, yeah. and then have him going. Um, but let's get back to Kyle yeah. Trask for a little bit because a lot of the free agent off, by the way, just to cl- put the bow on Carson Wentz. Yeah. All the players that I said that I would be worried about the Bucks getting, I would much rather them take Teddy Bridgewater and Jacoby Brissett over Carson yeah. Wentz. I would not touch Carson Wentz with a 35 foot pole. Yeah. Like not even close. I would take Josh Freeman over, uh, yeah. over Carson Wentz. And, and by the way, we had somebody here say, uh, I want to hear from. From Josh here is doing right. He is. He looked good. I mean, he, you know, I'm not sure what he's doing. Uh, maybe I'll text him and find out. But, but yeah, I, he looked good. You know, he's he's uh, made a lot of money. Hopefully, he still has it. But I mean, he looked good. So we'll see. But but carry on. Yeah. So I mean, Kyle Trask 
and we we said some of this stuff before, but I think it's important to to kind of rehash because he's the only quarterback under contract. So all the guys we mentioned, right? If they're not here, this is the last podcast we're really going to talk about. Them, yeah, you know, and so really, it just comes down to how much. And I think it helps Kyle Trask. There's a new set of eyes watching him this year. Yes. Dave Canales. Uh, I mean, Thad Lewis is still here, but uh, Itzik, even though he's a wide receivers coach, I'm sure there'll be a little yeah. bit of an input. Like, oh, what do you think of this guy? It's the first time looking at him. Um, so I think having new eyes on Kyle Trask will surely help him a lot. But is he yeah. poised to be the starter? Right. I tend. I would still say if this was a Bruce Arians offense, yeah. no, I don't right. think he's poised. But yeah. What was like one of the first things that uh, Dave Canales really hammered home about what he wants in the quarterback? He wants the quarterback to be the point guard. Yeah. He wants that quarterback to distribute. And I think that is the key because another thing Dave Canales talked about a ton was the history of Kyle Trask and how right. Kyle Trask worked with Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts. And we all know the story. Right. He played a little in high school, sat on the bench, sat on the bench in college, then got his chance and took the most of it. And now yeah. he, Pretty much, he's on that same trajectory right now, sitting on the bench. Now he's the guy, for better or for worse. Right. The Bucks don't have too many options. If they really drill it home, that Kyle Trask, get rid of the ball, get it to Mike Evans, get it to Chris Godwin. If they really drill it home, that you are a point guard, okay? You are not going to be Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, over 5,000 yards winning MVPs, but you can win us games by making sure you get it to Mike and Chris and utilizing right. Rashad White. I think he can run the offense. I think he can steer the ship. And that's yeah. really what Tampa Bay is looking for. Not a bubble wrap game manager. Right. Someone that can keep the Bucks afloat. Sort of like Brad Johnson back in the day. And I am by no means comparing this Bucks defense right. to – <laughs> the first Super Bowl winning Buccaneers defense. But the offense just needs to do their part. Again, they right. don't have to turn into the Kansas City Chiefs and score 35 points a game. They just need to excel a little bit more in the red zone uh, throughout the game and, yeah. and just not, you know, get in their own way. I think that was a big issue with the Bucs. Yeah. Was the play calling, but a lot of the it guys just got in their own way. Yeah. And, and, you know, you bring up uh, the the fact that this, this is a quarterback friendly system, right, where he's supposed to be the point guard, distribute the ball. Um, we saw Geno Smith take some shots, right? He he's got DK Metcalf. He's got Tyler Lockett up yeah. there. They, he went downfield, but he also completed a lot of manageable passes and got the ball to his playmakers quickly in space. And now, granted, Geno Smith, right, he's older, but. I wanted to go read you a couple stats here, Matt. And, and you saw Geno Smith as someone who's near and dear to uh, to the Jets uh, fan base, yeah. uh, being from um, – where are you from, Matt? Long Island. Long Island, baby. That's right. Okay. So Geno Smith with the Jets. Now, granted, he was younger. He was a second-round draft pick out of West Virginia. But his first two years uh, with the Jets – he completed 55.8% of his passes and 59.9% of his passes. And, and this is when he started 16 games as a rookie and then 13 games in 2014, right? Then he kind of became that journeyman quarterback. He was a backup with the Jets for a couple of years, right? Todd Bowles came. You saw Ryan Fitzpatrick there, et cetera. And we're talking about a guy that from 2015 to 2020 had exactly two starts. One was with the Jets, an emergency situation. 
and then one was with the Giants the next year. Okay, yeah. so he went from being two-year starter to basically journeyman from the Jets to the Giants to the Chargers, then with the Seahawks, right? So then he plays in three games for Russell Wilson in 2021. And he, he completed 65 of 95 passes. That's a 68.4% completion percentage, Matt. You're, you're going from 55.8, 59.7 to granted he's older now. He's not 23. He's 31, right? So there's the maturity. There's the practices. He's, he's an older, more mature quarterback now. But he completed 68.4% of his passes, Matt, as, as, a, as a backup. And those three games he played in four, he started three. Then when Russell Wilson leaves, what did Geno Smith do? Then he led the league in completion percentage with 69.8%. So you've gone from 55.8% as a rookie to 69.8%. Part of it, Matt, yeah, it, it's, it's my, it might be you know, the maturation of Geno Smith, but it also might be this quarterback-friendly system that Dave Canales is bringing, Matt. Right, and that's what Canales said all going all the way back to USC. And he was only at USC for a year, but he talked about how the system there. You had John David Booty, and you had Mark Sanchez, and obviously Matt everyone Barkley. remembers Carson Palmer and, and Matt, Matt Leiner, Leiner and Matt Barkley. Right. But year in and year out, or every couple of seasons, they would just churn in a new quarterback, and that quarterback would go on to have great college numbers. And then yeah. you and Canales said it too. Then you look at their history in the NFL, and really it's Carson Palmer that had success. Mark Sanchez had a brief amount of success right. his first two years and then regressed yeah. after that. And it's so interesting. You, you brought up the career history of Geno Smith. The reason why Ryan Fitzpatrick got that start over Geno Smith is because Geno got punched in the jaw. He got sucker punched by a teammate right. and broke his jaw, <laughs> right. and then Fitzpatrick became the starting quarterback, and they yeah. had a great season. The other crazy thing, his start with the New York Giants, that was a very controversial one. This is just NFL fun facts for everybody. Yeah. That broke Eli Manning's consecutive starts streak. He had the yeah. NFL record at the time. Right. And they benched Eli Manning for <laughs> one week to start right. Geno Smith, and then they went right back to Eli Manning. So crazy that Geno Smith <laughs> broke that record. But to get back on track, yeah, he watched a lot of football. So obviously – you see the game, you see it from a different perspective from the bench, but you get to watch so much of the offense. Um, yeah, that obviously helped him when he went to Seattle and when he got those couple starts um, a couple seasons ago before becoming the full-time yeah. starter. And listen, it doesn't happen to every single person, but we know the history. Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench yeah. for a year and then became the starter, and look where he's at. Patrick Mahomes sat on the bench his first year in the league, and now he's on his way to being a top-five quarterback of all time. Still a long way to go. Argument for another day. Yeah. But you get my point. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we, have, we have a question here. Credit. Gino deserves a lot of credit. He does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have a question here from uh, SP, uh, S. Peterman, three. Did you guys see who the Chiefs promoted to offensive coordinator? Let me channel in my, my Mark Cook voice here, the late, great Mark Cook. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is the offensive coordinator for the Chiefs. Matt Nagy. I still remember that rant. It was yes. it was Bucks Bears, the game yep. where Fitz started and James just came back from suspension. You yeah. had this linebacker, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Yeah, he's a linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, that's a good rant. You can check yes. out that episode um, on Definitely. our Spotify. 
Yeah. Well, listen, uh, if you want to bet right now, right, if you if you want to bet that Kyle Trask is going to be the starter, uh, if, if they have odds for that, it'd be a good bet because he's the only quarterback on the team that yeah. will change. And we'll talk about a couple of quarterbacks in this draft. But, you know, folks, if, if you're going to do any betting of any kind, whether it's on the Tampa Bay Lightning or the NHL or Major League Baseball getting revved up, uh, college basketball, uh, I won some some money off my Kansas State Wildcats the other day, which is great. March Madness is around the corner. Oh, yeah. So, gosh, Matt, I got to check my bookie. They might even have some prop bets on who the fastest 40-yard dash time is at the Combine. Haven't been on my bookie for a week or two. But, folks, it is the place to go when you want to do your sports wagering. The NFL season's come to an end, but at my bookie, the opportunities to win don't stop. Whether you bet to earn or to make the games more exciting, my bookie gives you the most for your money with their redesigned deposit bonus. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, use the promo code Pewter, and claim a bonus up to $2,000. Matt, would you like to have a bonus of $2,000? That sounds good, doesn't it? I would love to have a bonus that high into my account so I can bet on great things like, you know, uh, the NBA's heating up, the NHL. I think the Lightning play the Penguins coming That's up right. soon. That's right. So very yeah. excited for that. And also... You can bet on, you mentioned the combine. You can bet on the NFL draft as well. You can yeah. bet who's going to be in the top five. You can bet on the number of SEC and Big Ten players. So yep. uh, if everyone in the chat is interested, I maybe a little closer to draft time, I might make a little YouTube video. Ooh, top like things that. to bet on. Top things to bet like on that. for the NFL draft. But yeah, make sure you're doing it at my bookie. Yeah, just use that, use that promo, promo code, code Pewter. And you're going to get a deposit bonus that's going to give you extra funds to play with all the way up to $2,000. The one thing we, we didn't really mention, Matt, UFC. They've got oh, a, yeah. a UFC bets as well. So go ahead and, and get your share of big cash prizes in the weekly online black tournaments as well. Blackjack tournaments are big uh, online, and my bookie's got those as well. So with so many brands to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win. And, folks, I have been using my bookie for over four years now. It's the only place I go. For my sports wagering, their app is tremendous. Uh, bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie and use that promo code Pewter. There is a huge UFC fight on Saturday when we get home from the combine. John Jones is fighting yeah. for the first time in a while, so I'm very excited. What, what's his nickname? Is it that. Bone Crusher? Is that is that his John? Nickname? They call him John Bones Jones. John Bones, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Bones. yeah. Yep. What a great athletic family! Him, Chandler Jones, obviously with yeah. the uh, Raiders now, and their older brother Arthur Jones played in the league right. for a while. So, yeah, very athletic fame family. There. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing. Uh, because the Buccaneers have a second round draft pick invested in the mystery that is Kyle Trask, I just don't see Jason Light going in on a first round quarterback, uh, even if it's a guy like maybe Will Levis from Kentucky, right? I, we, we're going to agree, you and I, that CJ Stroud, Ohio State quarterback, Alabama's Bryce Young, they're going to be gone in the top five, right? That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a for sure. And you might see Levis. I think go anywhere from the top five to the top 15. But you know what? The interesting thing is he kind of reminds me of Blaine Gabbert coming out of Missouri. He's, he's athletic. He's everything you want. He's a good looking guy. You know, he, he's got the big arm. He could make the throws. He's going to turn the ball over a little bit more than you want. He's going to do some risky things, but he's got that athletic upside. Remember, uh, we're, we're not slandering Blaine now. Blaine was the 10th overall pick, I believe back in the day by Jacksonville first round pick. So I think Will Levis, though, has got some – he's like a younger version of Blaine Gabbert. We'll see if his career fares better than Blaine. But um, 
you know, I, I, I don't think that they want to hit the reset button on the quarterback and just simply skip over Kyle Trask. They've, they've, they got a second round pick invested in this guy. Granted, it's a borderline third round pick. They've invested two years into him. And to me, you're hitting the reset button at the quarterback position a year early. And what I mean by that is, is whether it's a guy like Levis, whether it's a guy like Anthony Richardson, who needs more work, and I think yeah. is not nearly as cool, as NFL ready as Levis is. This is a guy that completed 53% of his passes, Matt, at, uh, at Florida, right? He is more runner and more athlete than, than polished quarterback right now. And you can turn on the tape. The thing with Richardson is he's not missing guys down the field. He's missing guys in the flat. He's missing. He's throwing behind guys on slants. So, uh, even the Gator community, Matt, I've got some, some friends who are Gators. They're like, I don't want the bucks to draft this guy. Right. And I mean, that's, that's their brethren, right? He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. If anything, they would, you know, blindly, he's from the him. swamp. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I, I don't know that Todd Bowles has the time to invest in, in Anthony Richardson to see if this right. guy can develop. They already have a project in trust. Why would you want another one? With Anthony Richardson, uh, if 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 Bulls had gone ten and seven last year, and is not maybe on a warm seat heading into the season, and maybe that's maybe you can take a chance like that. Uh, but to me, it just makes sense that you find out this year what you have in Trask, and either he's going to be the starter, he's going to succeed or fail. Right? It's either one or the other. And if he doesn't become the starter this year, then gosh, after three years. And two different systems, and he can't win the starting job. Then, then maybe you hit, you know, the the draft the quarterback button in twenty twenty four. It's going to be a better year for quarterbacks, anyways, than it is yeah. this year, Matt. It, it will be. This quarterback class is is pretty top heavy, I would say. And then even like the top guy with Bryce Young, it's like, oh well, he's not tall enough. So you know, even yeah. like the top prospect, it's not as clear cut as like you know when Trevor Lawrence was coming out and right. he was. And he was the guy. I just feel like with the Bucks at the 19th pick, a lot of those quarterbacks we talked about aren't going to be there. They just have so many holes to fill right, right now with, you know, what if one of the top corners are, are available or one yeah. of the top safeties? It just feels like you're throwing all of that to the wayside by trying to pigeonhole taking a quarterback that you might yeah. not even love that much. Now, it's interesting. Uh, we had a story on pewterreport.com today, the the weekly mock draft roundup. Yeah. And this week, I don't know what was in the water with everybody, but everyone wanted to make trades for the Bucks. And in two of those trades, they moved up into the top 10 to select to select uh, Will Levis. Now, yeah. the only thing that I didn't totally understand, and the mock drafts didn't explain why like what was given up in this trade, but they had the Bucks trading with the Falcons. And I find that quite odd yeah. that like that, that the Falcons wouldn't agree to that knowing that, okay, they're trading into the top 10. They're likely getting a quarterback. I don't think the yeah. Falcons would help out the Bucks by uh, allowing them to pick what they think would be their quarterback to the future. Right. Uh, both of these guys. I mean, it's so funny with Richardson. I like watching him play. I didn't realize he was six, four, you know, yeah. like he just, he didn't come across that way, at least early in the season. Right. But, you know, some of the player comparisons, you know, Levis seems like the more complete project, like the tools and everything. He's got a little right. work on his footwork. And obviously his arm is pretty strong, but his comparison to an NFL player was Jake Locker. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, that really worked out well. Career. <laughs> but then Anthony right. Richardson, 
his player comparison is Josh Allen, who is like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right, right. now. Richardson, I do find so interesting. And Levis, I'll start with Levis first. The problem with him that a lot of people are saying, and, and you watch Kentucky, is that he didn't really have a lot around him. The, the offensive line wasn't the same offensive line that it was a season or two before. Did not have the weapons that he's going to be working with. So a lot of times he was under duress, but he's able to stay in the pocket and, and still throw and, and get right. the ball into tight corners. Um, had some short inaccuracy problems. But I guess the biggest issue with him was that, oh, he didn't have a lot of talent around him, but that should most likely change when you're at the NFL level. You talk about Richardson. It is type that type of work in progress. Uh, the speed obviously jumps out to you, but like we talked about on a recent episode, not even as fast as like Lamar Jackson, and he's right. not that accurate. He could throw it down the field. Now, with all of that said, you know, you, you listen to some of the, like the top experts out there and top analysts, and they're saying that more and more teams like going after the, you know, the boomer bust type of guy because you fall into a, a Jalen Hurts. Right. And Jalen Hurts turns out to be this quarterback that can help bring your team to the Super Bowl. And it's like, well, Richardson, yeah. if he's got if he's got one part of it, if you put the other part together, but the name of the game for a quarterback is to pass the ball. That's and right. I don't think your accuracy improves that much in the NFL if you're already completing what was it, 58%? 53% at Florida, at Florida last year, 53 yeah. And half the college football throws are screens and bubble screens and all this, right. you know, a lot of this manufactured stuff that should help your completion percentage. Yeah. I don't really love either of these quarterbacks, to be totally honest with you. Richardson is an exciting player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. I'm not really in love with either of them. I, if I'm the Bucs, I don't take either one. I would take one of the top corners out there, or one yeah. of the top safeties, or even a linebacker. Yeah, and I think as well when you look at at um, you know at, at their what well, I'll just say this here's here's Tom Buckspan he says Heath Schuler and I'm you know you're an old guy like myself you remember Heath Schuler Heath Schuler was the third overall pick in 1994 to the Washington Redskins Gus Farratt was chosen in the seventh round by the same Washington team and had a better career right and we also saw that that happen again with the Washington Redskins they drafted. Uh, RG three, and then a couple rounds later, they drafted Kirk Cousins yeah. from Michigan State. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it works with two young quarterbacks, and, I, and maybe the Buccaneers do that, Matt. Maybe, maybe they 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 say, well, one of these guys is going to hit, whether it's Trask or or sure, a rookie. Why not? <laughs> yeah, uh, but and and you see the polar opposites here: Heath Schuler first round, and then Gus Farratt seventh round. Uh, I think he was out of Tulsa. I remember the, the campaign was get on the bus with Gus when when Heath Schuler was was not working out of Washington. And and then too, the same thing, RG3 gets hurt. Kirk Cousins ends, ends up being the better quarterback and has a longer career, et cetera, et cetera. So, but what we're seeing now, whether it's Skylar Thompson, seventh round pick in Miami, uh, or if it's Brock Purdy in the seventh round from from Iowa State going to San Francisco. I think so many of these these quarterback friendly systems now uh, around the league, you may not have to draft a, a guy with premium talent to, you know, to come in the league. And the thing about Jalen Hurts, you know, he left Alabama where he was not the finished product. He went to Oklahoma yeah. where they threw the ball a ton, and he he became more accurate. He worked on his accuracy because 
uh, it was more wide receiver screen and underneath based yards after catch as opposed to the downfield shots that they they had at Alabama, which they had what three or four first round wide receivers like coming out of the year. Crimson yeah. Tide. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but Richardson hasn't had that. He hasn't hasn't had that year that Jalen Hurts had, where he goes to Oklahoma and then becomes a Heisman candidate following in the footsteps of Kyler Murray, right? That Lincoln Riley system to where he is going to excel. So th- that's, that's what's, what's kind of crazy about that. But uh, and another quarterback that we we've seen them, you know, we've seen fans talk about is uh, Hendon Hooker, right? From Tennessee. The two yes. things about Hendon Hooker, and I'm kind of getting into the quarterbacks now in my draft prep, Hendon Hooker, is in a very quarterback-friendly system. Josh Heupel, right? If you remember, he was the UCF head coach. Now he's at Tennessee the last couple of years. Big-time completion to touchdown-interception uh, ratio. Uh, very accurate quarterback. High completion percentage. Poison the pocket. The only problem is, is when he gets pressured, he scrambles. And, and I mean, when he gets pressured, he looks to run. And you're not going to have those alleyways that, you're, that you had in college in the NFL. Oh, and oh, and lo and behold, he gets hurt against Clemson or was it yeah. South Carolina in that game? He gets hurt against South Carolina and tore his knee. He was not a participant at the senior bowl. He would not be participating at the combine Matt for a, a coach like Todd Bowles, who's on the warm seat. Can you invest a draft pick on a guy? We talked about the risks with, with Richardson, with a guy that may not be ready for training camp, that may not be ready till September to even start throwing the ball and, and practicing. I like Hendon Hooker. I do I too, but it, for this year, well, yeah, for this coach, uh, yeah, for, for this team, does this it make team, sense? For this team, you can't unless he gets to like the sixth round, and I don't think that's going to happen because yeah. people people want to bank on potential, and some teams are in a more advantageous situation to go. All right, we'll draft him, and then he can sit on the bench for a year. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't risk it within the first three rounds. So, as much as you like Hendon Hooker, I'm a fan of him. It's too risky for Todd Bowles at this moment. And again, yeah. a lot of this will depend on what happens in free agency. Because if they say they get two veterans that have started for a while, say you right. get Baker and Teddy Bridgewater, both have started for long periods of time, yeah. then sure, screw it, take a take a shot with Hendon Hooker because you have the other veterans in place and you're yeah. kind of figuring out what you have with Trask and then hooker is, you know, recovering the whole time. Like I don't expect him to play at all next season. So right. you're kind of just looking at 2024 being like, all right, yeah. we saw one whole year with Kyle Trask as the quarterback. Right. And then either he's the guy and your problem is solved or now you got to look at way to look at it. Yeah, then you then you get a chance at Hendon Hooker. Yeah, that's an interesting way to look at it, Matt. I, I didn't really think of it. You're almost you're you're drafting him to redshirt him to see if Trask can be the guy, and if not, you already have a guy in house that has known the system, right? He's yeah. not going to play they this year. Redshirted Kyle Trask. That's uh, yeah. They redshirted they Trask for two years. Yeah, no, that I'm that, that's that's interesting. That's because what you're doing is you're saying we may not get the quarterback we want in 2024 because we don't know we're going to draft. Is it going to be a top five, top 10, top 15, top 20 pick? We don't know, right? What the future holds. Yeah. So that that's, that's very interesting. The one interesting thing about Hannon Hooker is he's 25. He's one of the older prospects in this draft yeah. class. And now when you look at Tom Brady, right? 
He played <laughs> to age 45. Well, by that standard, Hendon Hooker's got 20 years to play in the league, right? I don't know if he'll make it that far. But I'm just saying, usually, you look at Jameis coming out, he had just turned 21 when he came out of Florida State, right? So right. you want to have, you know, football's a young man's game, unless you're Tom Brady. But uh, even for the GOAT, you have to go out to pasture at some point. And, and Tom, that number was 45. Hendon Hooker's already 25. But, you know, sometimes age can just be a number. Uh, sometimes, you know, for myself, uh, you you feel old uh, when you turn, you know, 40, 45, 50, et cetera. That's what happened to me before I went to age rejuvenation. As we age, our hormones decrease, both for men and women. I was tired all the time, had no sex drive. I was groggy. I felt like I was 80 years old because everything hurt. I came to age rejuvenation because I was tired all the time. Bioidentical hormones has really made such an impact in people's lives. I actually enjoy shopping now. Got my, all my energy back. Mind is sharp. I feel like I'm 18 again. It was perfect for me. Get with age rejuvenation. Do it now. Don't wait. Call age rejuvenation today. Yep, age rejuvenation, folks. I'm just going to say this. It works. I, I'm 50. I'm going to be 51 in April. And don't send any cards yet. It's not April. It's not even March. But folks, uh, testosterone therapy, it's its no joke. I wish I would have done this earlier in my 40s because my decline just didn't hit when I was 50. Uh, the, the mental fog, the feeling tired all the time, that stuff's real because as we get older, your testosterone decreases. That's a natural fact. Sometimes it hits in your 30s, sometimes 40s. Some men, it hits in their 50s or 60s, but it's going to happen. You can fight it with testosterone therapy at age rejuvenation. $500 off right now, your first testosterone therapy treatment. Mention Peter Report. They've got five Tampa Bay area locations to serve you. Look at John Gilmore, retired Buccaneer, friend of the show. He looks great. That's a recent picture from this year. Yes, it looks that like is. John could play 10 more years, doesn't it? He's also an age rejuvenation customer. AgeRejuvenation.com. Go on there. Sign up for your free, no risk, no, obliga no obligation consultation. Get your testosterone checked. Insurance will pay for it and uh, become an age rejuvenation customer today. That's right. Check it out, ladies and gentlemen. What about Max Duggan in the seventh? Uh, ugh, a little hot and cold on Max Duggan. Didn't really. Seventh, seventh round, I'm fine. I mean, seventh yeah. round, you're kind of just throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, he had some good games at TCU, some not so good games. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, w I wouldn't be upset if they drafted him. I'd understand the reasoning, but I'm not going to stand on the table for it either. Scott, can you remember a guy that started his NFL career on the injured list and did well? Can't think of anyone just asking. Um, age rejuvenation is not foolproof. I don't remember everything. <laughs> they, they don't bring back your memory. They'll help you, you know, with your vitality and and uh, the, the the mental drag of the day, but. I can't think of Matt. Can you think of somebody who came into the, the league injured and tore it up? Was was Terrell Davis? Was he injured coming out of Georgia? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like probably Maybe. one of the Miami running backs. Like I don't know if like Willis McGahee or Clinton. Yeah, Gordon Willis McGahee. There you go. That's yes, 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 yes. And Willis then McGahee also, he, he wasn't injured at the time, but he went like, to Buffalo. Odell Beckham, when he got drafted by the Giants, he got hurt, so he didn't yeah. start the season until like a quarter of the way through, and then obviously he had a sick rookie year but yeah quarterback yeah. wise i don't yeah no one in particular is really sticking out to me that got injured like late in the game uh yeah. common sense they said nick chubb yeah uh, frank gore i don't <laughs> i mean yeah. frank gore 
played a long time ago. He did, yeah. Like started my, his career a long right. time ago. My birthday is April 23rd. Sometimes it falls on the draft. Uh, I think it fell on the draft in 2020. Tristan Werps was drafted on my birthday. And also Cadillac Williams back in 2005. Thankfully, this year, the NFL draft is a week later. So I don't have to work yeah. on my birthday. But Oh, Werps was a good present, though. <laughs> it was a hell of a present. Much better than Cadillac Williams was. Yeah. I did not want Cadillac to be drafted on my birthday, and he was. <laughs> So there you go. Oh, man. Uh, Matt, I think we did it, man. I mean, what, did, what do you all think? Did, did we have the best Peter Report podcast ever? I think I, pretty good. We really I did. I mean, we brought yeah. great trivia, whether it's Geno Smith's career yeah. history or Willis McGahee being a guy that overcame an injury going into the draft. Uh, a lot of knowledge was dropped on uh, today's yeah. show. And great participation, too. We had Australia. Yes. We had the U.K. Uh, we had a ton of people from Florida today, which is always great. We love the people in our own backyard. Uh, Overland Park, Kansas, got a, a shout-out, which is always near and dear to my heart from Chris. So thank you all uh, from that. Uh, Jeremy, look at this. Jeremy is like, uh, my birthday is April 23rd, so that's cool. That's a good birthday, I think. Nice. Uh, James Buchanan, former president, born on April 23rd. Also, William Shakespeare. So no kidding. Some fun facts, yeah. Yeah. We're going to be back tomorrow with some fun facts about what Todd Bowles and Jason Light said with that press conference. Make sure you don't miss tomorrow's show. It's one of our best shows I think of the year. Uh, I, I'm already going to tell you right now, it's going to top today's. And today's was fun. <laughs> it was good. And tomorrow's is going to be where it's at. So Todd Bowles, Jason Light, press conferences in Indianapolis. Matt and I will be live from there with Bailey Adams tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday. So make sure you stay tuned to the Peter Report podcast on those days, Matt. Yeah, I will be there as well. So uh, very much looking forward to the combine. A lot of great insight that hopefully we will get from uh, Todd Bowles and Jason Light. Also, make sure you like and subscribe to all of our social media at Peter Report and uh, follow us and subscribe to Peter Report TV. Got a lot of great clips coming out. Shout out John Cena. He's going to be on Raw on Monday, which is yeah. my birthday. There um, you go. Same as Kyle Trask, too. Uh, yeah. We talked about a lot today. But anyway. Sweet. A it's lot all coming awesome. for a circle, man. Yeah, it, it, really it, yeah. it really all is coming full circle. A lot of awesome stuff to get to. Um, if you like our videos, uh, please subscribe. We're going to have a lot of great stuff at the Combine that you can find on our YouTube channel. So for Scott Reynolds, I'm Matt Matera saying thank you, everybody, for watching. We love you. and We will see you tomorrow for another edition of the Peter Report podcast. A road game. Out. Out. Here comes Indy.